NLP today, which is on rapid inductions, you know, how to become, how to use rapid inductions, rapid or instant inductions. Um, as we get started, I always start the thing with, I want you to ask yourself a couple questions, right? Which is, uh, how can I enjoy this course today? How can I enjoy what I'm learning, right? What can I do different than I usually do when I'm taking a class? Maybe it's put aside preconceived notions. Maybe it's to be open to trying something new. Uh, whatever it is, only you need to know what that is. So, you know, how can I enjoy this? What can I do different today? And how can I use this information in other areas of my life that might surprise and delight me? Right? Because a lot of this stuff you can, a lot of us just finished a sports and performance class, but I would dare say everything that the, that especially the co-trainer who taught most of it taught, you can use in every aspect of what you're doing whether it's business, coaching, all this other stuff. And so that's that's the fun of, of what we're doing. And also, you know, um, I'd like you to just think about a really good class that you've taken, a seminar, a workshop, whatever it was. In fact, maybe think of the one that changed your life at the very beginning. Maybe it was a being in, introduced to hypnosis or NLP or, or the law of attraction or whatever it was that, that you just, it just blew your mind. And you went, whoa, you know? Uh, and kind of step into that feeling, you know, about what it was like to take that class that just shifted your consciousness like that. And then also just, again, think about somebody you greatly respect and admire. Somebody you respect and admire could be a coach, a role model, somebody from your past. Maybe you don't know him personally. Maybe it's, a you know, Tony Robbins. We were talking earlier, Greg Cardone, one of those guys. You don't know him personally, but you like their work. You respect and admire what they do. So hang on to that feeling of, that thing that blew your mind when you learned it, and then that person that you respect and admire, and think about all of those things as we get going. And yes, I actually do practice this stuff all the time, right? Because it leads into people want to learn rapid inductions, you know, or instant induction, whatever you want to call it. So why do you want to learn it would be my first question. What are you going to do with it? You know, where is it useful uh, for what you're going to do, right? Um, so because if you put your why together, it makes it easier to learn, right? Um, so, you know, only you know what, 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 why you wanna learn this, right? Now there, to me, there's some very good applications of a rapid induction, right? And usually it was when, I was when I'm busy, when I've seen a lot of clients in my office or, you know, I'm about to start except, you know, coaching people online again. And where I would use them the most is, when I screw up my schedule and I'm running late, you know, and I'll be, I'll be honest. I forgot one today and, you know, thank God the lady reached out. I was sorry. I, I was supposed to be on the call at X at certain time. Uh, I was 10, 12 minutes late and you weren't there. I, I hope we can squeeze one in. And when, you know, when I got the message, I'm like, shit, I forgot. Right. So logged on and I basically did what we're going to do here. You know, just, you know, uh, and that's what would happen in my office all the time. I'd run over with a client because they were in distress or um, whatever's going on, and I'd get backed up. And so now this person's there, and they only got like 20 minutes, right? Well, the great thing about NLP, and if you know how to do that, is techniques are fast. And how long does it take to the one I just did with someone was on um, like the phobia response? I mean, even if you drag that out, it's eight minutes, ladies and gentlemen. It is not that hard, right? So 
did a little bit of what I'm going to be teaching today, did the thing, got it out, and we're going to do a, a follow-up session on it. So why do you want to use That's where it's useful, you know, um, clinically, in my opinion, right? Um, the bad part about it clinically is if you did a rapid induction NLP technique, and if you booked out an hour, you know, you do a 10-minute info gathering, you do a rapid induction NLP technique, you're running about 25 minutes, right? And so you don't fill an hour, but that's also why you should never tell a client that a session is an hour or a certain amount of time. You know, it's it's whatever it takes, you know. Uh, kind of like if you ever had to talk to a surgeon. I know a couple of people who have had surgeries lately. They'll, how long does the surgery take? It depends. You know, it depends what happens once we start the surgery, right? Some of us have been there, you know. My first knee surgery is supposed to be 30 minutes. It took two and a half hours, right? They had to rebuild my leg. Uh, he didn't know that till he got in there. And so, so it's a good thing we can do. So, but the coolest reason I think to learn this is for demonstrational purposes, right? Or if you're doing stage shows, right? And I've seen some guys that use it a lot in their stage shows. I think it's brilliant, right? Now, but not everybody knows how to do them correctly, you know? So first of all, what stops people from learning it? Right. Let's go down here to the block. Right. So what's the block from people learning? Generally, it's because you didn't learn it quick enough when you were learning in hypnosis. Right. Uh, you had a teacher that maybe taught progressive relaxation. Right. And so whatever technique, at least this has been my experience with people, whatever technique you learned first that worked is your default induction you want to use over and over again. Right. And so if you come from the old school, it was like the flowers technique or a progressive relaxation. Take a deep breath, close your eyes, relax your toes, relax your feet, you know, uh, drives me crazy, uh, you know, but that's cool because it worked for you. So it becomes your default. Right. Uh, if you learned, if you went through the Jerry Kine kind of thing or the um, Gil Boyne used to teach it was the first place I learned it uh, was the Dave Elman technique. You know, open your eyes, close your eyes, open your eyes, close that little takes five minutes. I'd call that a rapid, more rapid technique, right? If that's the first one you learn, that becomes your default. That makes sense to everybody, right? And again, how do you change then if you have your default at this? It's because of the way you learn. And sometimes you have teachers that really don't know how to teach. I hate to sound it that way. And so they'll kind of ram in your head that this is not because it's their favorite technique, it should be your favorite technique. You know, this is my favorite intervention. This should be yours, right? We still see that with the with the uh, regression guys and girls. They're like, this is the only, you know, this is it. Everyone knows this is the most powerful thing. You know, uh, I, I just had an interesting conversation last week with a guy that posted that. I wrote back, no, nope, not everyone does. Yes, they do. Well, I don't. I don't believe it. Therefore, not everyone. First of all, you should take a language class, son. Um, but... So yeah, so, you know, and it gets in our heads. So how do you change that? How do you remove that block? So before I teach you the setups and real examples and how to do it, which is very easy if you're willing to learn it, right? Well, first of all, just think about the fact that, you know, when you were learning hypnosis, you just got some faulty information and it's time to update, right? Our field, unfortunately, hypnosis and NLP and somewhat the therapy fields being pushed into the new century by all the trauma stuff that's coming out. That, you know, it doesn't pay to sit there and regurgitate trauma 
in a psychoanalytic kind of setting, it just it you know the VA did it for years. Now they're kind of like, oh, that actually makes trauma worse, you know, doing these these kind of things. So that's kind of being forced into it. NLP and hypnosis, same thing. Why not more think of yourself as a medical doctor? Right? You would be very upset with your medical doctor if he goes, God damn it, I learned this in 1991 and I'm not doing anything different. Right? You'd say, no, I don't, I don't think we want to do that. We want what's new. That's why doc, docs every 10 years have to recertify. They have to take the boards again. You know, I kind of wish we, and psychology is looking at that, right, by the way, making us recertify to get our license, keep our license. Um, but it's easy, especially in, a, in an unregulated field. It worked when we first started, and they never want to change, right? So think about, I just mislearned some information. It's time to update it, right? And so again, if you look at the fact that there's many things in your life that used to be true and now is not, right? Almost everyone on this call, at one point in your life, you couldn't imagine being a hypnotist, right? I don't think we have a Dan Candell or one of those guys that started doing hypnosis in their teens, right? So you learned it. You changed your mind, right? So just change your mind about the rapid induction, right? And for some reason, they look scary. Right. And uh, and the reason they look scary goes with the block, progressive relaxation uh, and even somewhat the Dave Elman induction. Are more passive in nature, a rapid induction is more uh, dominant in nature. You know, take a deep breath and sleep. Right. It's just it's more you got to take charge, you know, and some of us. Um, we're trained like if that was your first thing, it's like it, it's a little bit different, right? Rather than just step back and think, why don't I just put a switch in my head? There's times I want to say, that's right. Just take a deep breath and relax. Good. And then it could be very nurturing, more, that's right, more maternal rather than paternal, right? That's the terms I was looking for. You know, progressive in that is maternal, very nurturing in that. And uh, 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 um, induct faster inductions are more fraternal. Do this, do this, do this, right? Um, and so, so just kind of open up that block. And again, if you think about why you want to use it, right? And then if you do the idea of, of when we practice this and you're learning it now, think about where are you going to do this? So picture yourself, if you're doing Zoom sessions, you're sitting wherever you do your Zoom session, and you're going to do it online, right? Or if you if you're seeing people live and in person, uh, which I'm doing again for training at least, and uh, so picture yourself live in your wherever you're doing it, practicing this. Again, it sets that threshold, so you're putting it in the right place, right? And again, that's also why we see we go to a conference, we take a seminar, we take a class. It's wonderful information, but we never put it into practice because in our minds we weren't learning it and putting it into the, where we're going to use that information. So just imagine doing that, right? So anyway, so as you're thinking about that, the main problem I think people have with uh, rapid inductions is they, they, they don't know or don't understand how to do the setup. The setup is, it's, it's like magic. Anybody here ever take a magic class? Right, if you've ever taken a magic class, it's all in how you set up the trick. I suggest anybody, you really want to get good at presentations, 
you should take a magic class. Even if you don't want to do magic, you should go take a magic class, right? Uh, because it's all about angle, direction, mis you know, misdirection, all the stuff that you learn in magic, which is applicable not just for hypnotists and NLPers, but traditional therapists, right? So it's in the setup, right? It's in the setup. Um, I personally would never try a rapid induction on someone that either I hadn't hypnotized or I knew for a fact that it had been hypnotized before, right? Because it would be a shock to the system, right? And in this day and age with so much trauma going on, post-COVID, well, there's always trauma. You have no idea if you walked up to somebody and just went, sleep and did that, you know, as I said, you might get a throat punch, you know? Their partner may pull a, here in the States, not you wonderful Canadians and, and others. Here in the States, somebody may pull a weapon and shoot you, you know, because it could be, it looks like assault, right? Now, uh, you know, in fact, I was with Jerry Kine, who loved rapid inductions. And in fact, how I got along with Jerry Kine as an NLP guy, he hated NLP, is we were at a conference and he walked, he was in, he was walking by where I was teaching and I was showing how to do a rapid to an NLP class. Right. And he he came up afterwards. He goes, I never seen an NLP guy do a rapid induction. And I said, well, Jerry, I don't really know you, but obviously you've never really dealt with a competent NLP guy. You know, and he went, there's a couple of us. I, and so that's how I became good friends with him. But I got to see him do it. Uh, we were at his place in Deland, Florida, or Fort Lauderdale, one of the where he was. And <clears throat> the group he was teaching, they were doing um, uh, he was teaching his hypnosis class and they went out to a restaurant and he said, now I'm going to show you how to do this. Right. And it's not scary if you do it the right way. I still remember saying it. And Jerry kind of, if you guys remember him, anybody here got to meet him. He was a little guy. I mean, I'm not big, but he was about this tall on me. Right. Um, so he wasn't imposing, you know, when I saw Gil Boyne do these, that guy was like six, three, you know, two forty. It was, it was a little bit, you know, more intimidating. But anyway, Jerry Kine took the people to the restaurant. He said, now what I'm going to do before, and he, he showed them how to do the setup. He goes, I'm going to take one of my students and do a demo, not a demo, but I'm going to do it to them at the bar. They were going to a restaurant bar, right? And, and he goes, because you're trained to go into hypnosis. I know you'll go into hypnosis easily. We've been doing it for several days. Right. So they they were up by the bar and he took the guy and he goes, now, I know you want to be hypnotized. Look right here. Look. And he did his rapid induction. So all the people around him saw it. That makes sense to everybody. So even people who hadn't been hypnotized, they just saw an example of what it's like. Right. And that's when people go, oh, I want to do me next. Do me next. I, I want this. I want this. Right. He didn't walk up to a total stranger and he warned people in his class that would I would never do that. Right. But if I known someone had been hypnotized by myself or someone else, then it's their brain already has that setup, right? I was um, watching a, a stage hypnotist, a guy I like a lot, Jim Wan, one of the most talented stage hypnotists I know of. And he was doing a <clears throat> university, I think it was Ball State or something in Indiana. And he, he went there every year, if not twice a year. And so when he gets up on stage, uh, after the music and his little intro, he went, who here saw my show when I was here, whatever it was last year, right? And a bunch of people raised their hand because it's college, you know, that 
some people are back. And he goes, anybody here was in the show last year and enjoyed it? And a couple people raised their hand. He goes, you guys that, have, that were in the show last year, come on up, come on up, right? Well, they were in a show last year. So they knew what was going to happen next. And what was going to happen next, they walk up. And as he goes, go ahead and have a sleep. And he would put them in the chair and they would, they were prepped. They were ready. They'd been hypnotized before. And what did that do to the other 1,500 people in the auditorium? They said, this, this is what's expected. Does that make sense to everybody? The other place I saw it brilliantly done was in Las Vegas. A guy named Marshall Silver. I don't know whatever happened to him. But a guy named Marshall Silver, he was it at the... Golden Nugget, one of the big hotels, and uh, or Caesar's, a big hotel. And he was headlining, right, his hypnosis show. And he built himself as the greatest hypnotist in the history of the world. This hypnosis show is so powerful. You do not look Mr. Silver in the eye, or you will go into trance. And he wore sunglasses all the time, right? And then while you were waiting to go into the auditorium, they had the this first place I ever saw. It. They had all the screens going that were showing his past shows, right? And so get you know the people people in the audience or not in the audience. They're about to get into the the auditorium. They're watching examples of what's going to happen, right? And it's saying that. And again, and he, I don't have my shades in front of me, but it'd be like you know, he had glasses and he'd go, and these people would drop, right? Well, he's prepping the audience. It's set up. And he goes in, but ladies and gentlemen, before you come into the theater, look at your ticket. By entering the theater, you're giving permission that you may be hypnotized. Right? And if you don't want to be, now is the time to leave. I'm sitting in there watching this, and I'm going, that is fucking brilliant, man. He is setting this up from the, from the start. Right? And so then when people come in, you know, and he did the same thing, which was, you know, how many people saw my show before, right? A couple people raised their hand. Uh, and he pointed to somebody and, and said to him, were you in the show last year? No, but you saw it, right? You know what to expect. Come on up. And as the guy came up, he goes, now sit down. He took his glasses off and the guy just dropped like a rock, right? Right? So anyway, it's all in the setup, right? So if you're going to do it in a demo and I there's, and HypnoThoughts is a couple people that they run around the strip and they do it, you know, they're teaching how to do it and they're doing it on the strip. <clears throat> I never go with them because I, you know, I don't know any of my, any people I know that are like neurosurgeons that go out and just perform neurosurgery on the fly to impress a bunch of people. So, but that's my own thing, but it's impressive. But the one guy that uh, I saw do it, uh, I can picture him. I can't think of his name, but he he would say the same thing when you're when you're getting in a group and there's a group there and you're going to hypnotize hypnotize a ringer, if you will. Do the rapid on a, on someone that knows what what it looks like and what's going to happen, because then especially as Las Vegas for God's sakes, everybody's there to do something weird, and and then the people start raising their hand. Oh, do me next. I I want to do it. Let me experience it. Things like that. So it's all in the setup, right? And if you, if you don't have a, a ringer, if you were going to do it, and I've tried this, you want to give real examples to someone where you go into trance quickly. You know, 
where your where your conscious mind just disappears. You know. So you know what's interesting, Reed, is have you ever had the experience where like maybe you're you don't seem tired, right? But you know that like you just you 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 sit down in a comfortable chair and then you're gone. You just like disappear. I remember one time getting on an airplane. I didn't think I was tired. I I sat down in my seat. I strapped in, put on my headphones, and the next thing I know, they were waking me up because uh, we were getting ready to land. I don't know where the the time went. I didn't think I was tired, right? But it's just like I sat down and boom, I disappeared. Has that ever happened to you, right? Well, yeah. And then what you're doing in your little brain there, if they have one, right? So as long as you're not talking to a congressman here in America and they still have a functioning neocortex, right? You're already, their brain's looking for, oh yeah, that's happened to me where I just disappeared. Or you know what's interesting, um, uh, Ms. Carla, have you ever, is there, had a like a, a, a movie series that you like that you could just, you could, you enjoyed watching? And what happens is the minute the movie starts, uh, even if it's a sequel, you already know what's going to go on. So you, you're you just ready to get into the story. You're just ready to go. Once, you know, Star Wars changed everything, right? By the time the second one came out, everybody was sitting ready to go. Show me what's going to go on. Because you knew the characters. You knew what was going to happen, right? So that's the same kind of thing that's going to happen here. It's like when you sit down and you're, you don't even realize how tired you are, but suddenly it's like your consciousness just disappears. It's kind of like you go to sleep, but you don't even know you go to sleep, right? Or it's like when you get into a really comfortable state of something you're comfortable with. So you're prepping the person, you're setting their, their expectations by what is gonna happen, you know? So their brain's looking for, yes, this is happening, right? If nothing else, you could use the analogy a lot of hypnotists use of, you've been driving along, and don't realize that you're really not paying attention and you miss your exit. You know, my, just the other day, my wife was driving. She goes, damn, I might as well go to, you know, a different tractor supply because I missed the two exits by our house. And so she goes, well, I'm almost to the next exit and I was going to go to tractor supply. And so she goes, I'm just going to go to the next one. Right. Because I don't know. I didn't ask her. She might've been listening to music or thinking different things, but you just miss your exit, you know? In the, in the hypnosis world, we call that highway hypnosis, correct? But it happens to us all the time. You're conscious, but you're not conscious. That's kind of like what we're going to do here, you know, when we if we're going to do a rapid induction, right? So you want to practice your setup, you know, if you could, if you could use a ringer, if you're going to do it in public, right? And if I was going to do a demo, I'd do a demo um, um, for a group, like a chamber of commerce. I haven't done one of those in over a decade. But I got up and um, I gave my little talk or the beginning of my talk. You know, the difference between a hypnotist and a therapist, right? A therapist will take, you know, if you've ever had weeds in your yard, a therapist will show you how to cut the weeds off. But the weeds are going to grow back. A good hypnotist or NLP or that understands this is going to rip that thing out by the roots so it doesn't come back. And that's basically my whole talk, by the way. It was right there. So, I, so whatever your issue is, we need to get down there and rip it out by its roots, or you're going to be in therapy for the next 20 years. Um, and so then I was going to do a, 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 an induction, and I just I decided I was going to do a rapid, 
you know, I don't know if I call them instant, but a rapid. So I said, now here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna bring a couple people up and um, show them, show these other people what it's like to be hypnotized, right? So first of all, I always ask, anybody in the room been hypnotized, right? And one time I was doing a talk, there was a couple people that had been hypnotized. So I said, where? And one person, I went to one of those stop smoking seminars a few years ago. Did it work? Yes. Guess what? I'm going to try to get that guy to volunteer because it's it's worked before, right? Another person said, yeah, you know, somebody, they tried to hypnotize me to stop smoking. It didn't work. You know, X, that person I'm not bringing up, right? Right? And then I I would still set it up. I would do the right setup. Now I begin to use hypnotic language. You know, naturally, the more you understand about hypnosis, the less fear you have, because most people have misconceptions about hypnosis because they don't know. You don't know, you don't know. Hypnosis is natural. Then I would give the example of the highway hypnosis or where you just your mind just disappears. You're sitting down. You ever been sitting there watching TV? And you're, you're, someone in your family walks up and says, what are you watching? And you, honest to God, don't know. You've been sitting there for 20 minutes. You might have been laughing, and so, but you weren't there. You were there, but you weren't there. That's kind of like what hypnosis is, okay? And, you know, um, and so you begin to use the hypnotic language to set up their expectations. Now, you may go deep. You may go, you may go uh, not quite as deep, right? And so you want to begin to have fun with it, right? And again, this seems to work. I remember Jerry Kine was fun with it. Even Gil Boyne had fun with it. The guy that was the funnest I ever seen do this stuff was the late Orman McGill. You know, he was shits and giggles when he did anything. And uh, and the other thing Orman McGill taught me in this prep and setting up expectation, I added the hypnotic language because that's what we do. We use the, nat you know, naturally as you go into this, the more you try to resist it, the more you'll find yourself just letting go. Right, because it's a natural state, you really can't fight it. And in fact, if you really want to do it, you're going to do it. Um, is Orman McGill would always say, whatever you want your your client, your person you're working with to do. He also taught this in stage stuff. You've got to vividly imagine them doing it right before you give them the command. Because you know? he was doing a stage demo back in it was the '90s. That's how old I am, and. It was at the Guild, National Guild of Hypnotists, and he was doing it. And he said, so if you're going to do a bit like, you know, the people are going to dance to music, you got to visualize them dancing to music even before you do the, you, you start the, the bit, right? Because it's about setting the expectations, right? And so you have fun with it, right? So you use your hypnotic language. You kind of give some real life examples if, if they've never experienced it. If they've experienced it, it'll be easier, right? And again, just have some fun with it, right? Have some fun. This makes sense to everybody, right? So it's just that simple. And then the trick is, if there's a trick to it, is one, after you've done the hypnotic language, you're setting it up, maybe you've told some real life examples and you're getting them ready to experience it. At that moment, you need to flip that switch in your head that you're going to become more authoritarian. You could be very nurturing and kind of, you know, this is what hypnosis is like. This is this, this is that. Da, 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 da. And now, you know, now, now let's try something. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. 
Take a deep breath. Look right here. Look right here. Look right here. And the more you look right there, the more you just want to disappear. The more you want to disappear. You want to close your eyes, but you can't. Take a deep breath and sleep. And you got to switch at that moment, right? And become very authoritarian. And then you can switch back and be more, um, you know, more nurturing if you want. But when you're doing the rapid induction, because it's a shock induction to your nervous system. When your nervous system is shocked, it either wants to respond by running away or it wants to respond by shutting down. That's, that's the main two responses you have when your nervous system is overwhelmed, right? It's like you go into shock, you've been in a car wreck and you just, you can't respond. You're just like, you're freaked out. You ever had a horrible experience. That's a shock experience. It's why when the police show up or the EMT show up, they yell, right? Because they have to get, you're just, you're out of it. Right, you know, and they and they take charge. So at this moment, you're doing that, right? Um, and then you have to tell them what to do. The the main thing after you do that, you're shocking their system. You know, if you were doing it live, and you're going to do like a hand drop induction where you have a push on your hand and go sleep. I never grab the head like some people, you know, would do, and do the sleep like this, right? Um, because I almost killed myself once doing a doing one of those. Uh, but you're shocking the system. So once that shock happens, what happens if, if it happens to you? If somebody will sleep, your brain is like, what? You know, it's it's a, it it puts it in a momentary shock. And as Jerry Kine and Gil Boyne both would say, there is no pause between whatever you're going to do. It's usually yell like sleep, relax, let go. There's no pause. You keep talking, right? Have you ever seen a person that really knows how to do it? They'll go like, excuse me, you know, sleep. That's right. Let's go. Let go. Let go deeper and deeper. The more you try to fight it, the deeper you go. Just let yourself go. The more you try to fight it, the deeper you go. That's right. Just take a deep breath and just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper because they're, you've shocked their system. Their brain is looking for what do I do next, okay? And if you've set up with some expectation and your language that they trust you, they're gonna follow the instructions, right? It's like if you ever, you know, when a EMT or a policeman shows up on a scene, they're taking charge, you know, we've learned through most of the time in culture that they show up, we're gonna trust them, right? Because they have to take, that's what we want them to do, right? And so we'll follow their instructions, right? And so you'll do that, right? First rule of leadership in combat is you know never never let the never let your your team know that you're as you're as scared as they are, right? Uh, so that is the turn my camera down. I do very low tech. So does that make sense to everybody? All right, here we go. I'm gonna do a demo just to have some fun with it. And uh, Mr. Bruce, thanks for volunteering. Okay. Uh, oh, I need to put my, hold on. I did something to my computer and now I'm having a heck of a time. Something, Bruce? I'm here. Okay, got you. Oh, good, now it's working, all right. Damn technology, you love it and hate it. So Bruce, 
Um, have you have you ever experienced that kind of experience where it's like your consciousness just disappears? You know, it's like you're there, but you're not there. It's like you kind of know what's going on, but you don't. You know, just the other night, Christina walked in and said, you know, what are you watching? And it was the truth. I honestly didn't know. She goes, you've been sitting there for 15 minutes. I'm like, I don't know. I, was, I wasn't playing on my phone. I was just, and I wasn't asleep. You know, my, I don't know where I was. And so it's that kind of experience, right? Or, you're, or you lay down or you sit back in a, in a cozy chair and the next thing you know, it's an hour later. And you don't remember falling asleep. It was just like, boom, you're out, right? Has that ever happened to you? Quite often. And so once that happens, you know, it, there's some good stuff that can happen if you're willing to do that, right? And so, you know, I know you said you'd like to experience a little, a little uh, hypnotic phenomenon, right? And so it's just like that. You know, you're there, you're not there. You're driving on the road, you know, you're over there going up 95, and the next thing you know, you're 10 miles past where you wanted to go, right? And you'll blame the traffic, but the fact was you weren't paying attention. It's happened. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, your brain's always paying attention. When you're dead asleep in your bed and your alarm goes off, you wake up. If part of your brain wasn't listening, you wouldn't notice the alarm, right? That's so you're, you know, you can trust that everything's safe and secure and ev everything's going to happen exactly the way I say. Now, I'm not sure, and the other part of the hypnotic language, I'm not sure if you're going to go really deep. I mean, really deep. Or are you just going to go kind of droopy, drowsy deep? That's up to you. Sometimes you go deep. Sometimes you just go droopy, drowsy deep, right? That It's kind of interesting to see what will happen. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a deep breath. Hold it. Now look right here. Look right here. Look right here. Take a deep breath. Now your, your eyes are getting tired, tired, tired. Stare, stare, stare. Don't blink. Don't stare. Just stare, stare, stare. Don't blink. Take a deep breath. Now exhale and sleep. Just relax. Close your eyes. Go deeper and deeper. And the more you try to fight it, the deeper you go, Bruce. The more you try to fight it, the deeper you go. In fact, the more you fight it, the more you just disappear right now. It's like your mind takes off on one of those horses behind you. It's just galloping away. And that's okay. Because your other part of your mind is sitting there with us, learning and experiencing. And there's this is what happens all the time, is when there's a shock to the system, you go deep and your mind relaxes and you open yourself up. Now you can let go of everything except the goals that you want to accomplish in the next 24 hours, whether it's writing some ads, whether it's making a couple of sales, whether it's you know reaching out to somebody you haven't talked to in a long, long time, but you'll find yourself letting go of all the resistance to making the changes that you want to make, you know, because you have it in you. You're an intelligent, articulate, caring guy. And you deserve to have the talents, abilities, and skills that you want and add them to it, right? And to have all the success physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and financially that you desire. That's right. Good. Now, in a moment, I'm going to have you open your eyes. In fact, you may not remember everything that happened. That's okay, because it's like driving on the highway, spacing off, watching TV, but not paying attention. So ready, take a deep breath. And as you exhale, open your eyes and come on back. Wow. Wow. So the first thing is, is as you were talking about your eyes will get droopy or deep or whatever, I started to get my eyes, etc. But when you put me into that sleep, my whole body just let go. I was holding my hands together like this below. And then all of a sudden, it's like everything I did, I melted in the chair. And it was like listening 
to my brain because you were actually taught. I didn't hear you. I heard my brain. You know, it was, I, I'm not sure if I'm explaining it properly, but it was like, I heard your words, but they were like coming from my own brain to me. Incredible. Cool. All right. Let me remove these pens. Remove pen. Remove pen. Okay, go to, where am I going? Gallery view. All right, everybody. So, do you want to practice it? Yes, you do. In fact, the more you try to fight it, the more you just want to practice it, correct? I mean, resistance is futile. You are in the Borg now, the NLP Borg, right? Together, we will add your unique consciousness to our group, right? Um, I'm, a, I'm a geek. Um, so let me set up the thing and just practice it, right? And again, just let's use the assumption that you're giving a talk, right? And you've explained a little bit about what hypnosis is to the group, but even when you get a couple of volunteers to come up, people that want to experience it, right? Come on up you're still going to go through and give the setup. Every time I've screwed shit up like this, I didn't do the setup, right? I didn't do the set. The biggest mistake I once, I, I went, I was at a hypnosis conference and I made the mistake of thinking those people actually knew what hypnosis was. And it was like, it, nope, there's a reason why be, you'll be at a conference and the stage hypnotist will still do the setup, right? Because may, plus how many times, you be at about a bunch of hypnotists that haven't personally been hypnotized in a long, long time, right? So it's like, so anyway, do the setup, have some fun. And, and then just explain whatever you want. You know, what is the natural, where your brain disappears in the brain, your consciousness disappears, highway hypnosis, watching TV and not knowing, just spacing off, right? Um, being so relaxed that you sit in a chair and the next thing you know, it's an hour later, right? those kind of experiences. Because again, you're tracking, you're setting that pathway in their brain because most people will start to look for examples in their life where it happened. The minute they find that example, that pathway's open, right? And again, if they've already been hypnotized, then it's easy. You've been hypnotized, you know what it's like, but this is, I'd still do the setup, right? And then whatever you want to do, I usually just do the uh, Jerry kind, take a deep breath, look right here, look right here, look right here. And and then and then set it up with look right here, your eyes are getting droopy drowsy. Don't blink, don't blink. Look right here, stare, 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 don't blink, your eyes are tired, and sleep. And then and if they don't close their eyes, say close, you know, after you do that, sleep, close your eyes, go deeper and deeper. That's right, deeper and deeper, deeper and deeper. Just let go. The more you try to find it, the deeper you go. And again, the thing you got to prep yourself for is from the time you yell sleep or relax, you don't stop talking. Don't do that. Sleep. You know, you got to take your breath and get ready to go, right? And and it's easy. It's fun, right? So let me set up the breakout rooms. Anybody not going to do it? So I I can I can know now or forever hold your peace. I'm going to stop the. All right, how was that? Was it? It's easier than you think. If you want to get good at it, 
I did a post this morning because I thought about the class. Sometimes I actually think ahead, believe it or not, contrary to <laughs> my significant other would tell people. And it's about practice till you get good and you keep practicing to stay good. I think it said perfect, but I would redo that to just get good, right? So, because one thing, I forget who told me this, but I think it was early when I was learning NLP. I think it was Michael Banks. He's a psychologist. I, he's retired now. Uh, he was like in that first group of NLP people. No, nobody knows him, but he would say, um, if you get it to, like we do these weekends, he says, you like these techniques, the next 10 clients you have or the next 10 people you can work with, do that technique, figure out a way to do it. Don't default to what you always do. And I was doing all this, especially like pro bono alcohol and drug stuff. And they start calling me witch doctor at these places. Because I would just say, okay, we'll do this. You know, I did like 15 visual squashes over the next week. And then then I, okay, I'm comfortable with it. And then whatever technique they were, we would be working on, I would just do it over and over and over again, right? Um, and so, you know, because my tendency, again, like most people, is I would default to what I like or what I'm comfortable with, right? Uh, and we could use the Michael Jordan example, right? Is how he kept getting better. He would do things out of his comfort zone. You know, this, this game, yes, I'm going to take my shots, but I'm going to work on defense. I want to get five or eight steals, right? And, you know, I, most people would say he was pretty good, right? Um, and so, yeah, so just, just practice it, practice it, practice it. Next, next week on NLP Today, uh, I think we're going to uh, work on, I want to do a thing on breaking out of your comfort zone. Cool. Breaking out of your comfort zone. Let me stop the recording and...